0: You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Uh, It's good to be with you. It really is. I feel so grateful that I I literally feel the connection with the folks who are listening live and later. And I feel so grateful that when we're making this recording, when we're doing the show, that... Spirit always guides me to the questions and to, to ask myself <laughs> things to share about. And I, I feel very blessed about that. And uh, I know that that particular gift is one I use a lot in the Living a Course in Miracles when I'm I'm the student and somebody else is the teacher and, and I'm asking those questions. So God is good. God provides. So I'm saying that to say... If you ever have a question, first of all, you can email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com and I will do my best to answer the question during the show. But also, uh, for instance, I'm doing a, a call this Saturday, which you can register for. It's a free call and I'm definitely going to be taking questions during that call and um it's on the finding freedom page at jenniferhadley.com so if you go to finding freedom rather jenniferhadley.com forward slash finding freedom forward slash you'll see that uh you can register for that free call and the the call this saturday is happiness how to get there from here happiness how to get there from here and you can ask me questions Anyway, um, what uh, I love is when you, even in your mind, you project a question, uh, I find that spirit will move me in that direction. And so it's just more ways to know that we're all connected, we're all one. And people tell me that all the time, that they'll say, I was thinking a question and you answered it. And so that's that's the way we work. So I'm inviting you to really practice being more clear about what would be truly helpful and keeping your attention on that. So... This is one of the things that helps us relieve the habits of worry, and that's our focus this week. So I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart and join me now as we turn within to the infinite intelligence that is our divine impetus. So we are taking a breath here with our hand on our heart. That breath of God, breathing in the love, breathing out the gratitude, so grateful and so thankful that we can raise ourselves up in vibration with gratitude. And the higher we lift our vibration, the more we can hear and see and know and feel clearly the love of God is all that there is. And so this simple breath of love and gratitude lifts our vibration and it centers us to seek first the kingdom, which is within. It's in that heart space. And the more we seek first the kingdom, the more we recognize that everything that we could possibly truly desire is being added unto us. And we are grateful right now to connect into the love of God profoundly and purely. We're giving up the habits of thinking that there's something more important than the love of God, that there's something more important that we need to have or get or express or be. We're giving up all the false perceptions, the false identities, and we're remembering that every possible thing we could need and truly desire has already been given to us. And so we're giving thanks that it has been given. We're accepting the gift that our life is, our precious life, the opportunity to give and receive love, to extend love, to remember ourselves as pure love. We're accepting this gift right now. And so we, we've got our divine Impetus. We've got our marching orders to be the presence of love. So we're opening to be divinely guided and led in every moment so that our life is a healing. We're a healing presence. Our life is a medicine walk. We walk the talk of love. We live it fully and completely. And we do it together in community, in grace. Divine grace, omnipresent and omniactive, fully awake in our heart and mind and demonstrating in our life. For this we give thanks. We share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. So good. So many of you know that I am a student of Ernest Holmes, science of mind-trained practitioner, licensed practitioner and minister through the Holmes Institute and in the Agape community in Los Angeles, founded by Michael Beckwith. And so as a student of Ernest Holmes, one of my favorite quotes from him is that worry is the negative use of our imagination Worry is the negative use of our imagination. And therefore, it is a habit. It's a habit and it can be dissolved. So, yes, we can break a habit, but we can also dissolve it. And uh, I think breaking a habit, literally snapping it in two, is very helpful towards that ultimate desire to completely release, resolve, and dissolve it back to the nothingness from which it arose. So, worry is actually fantasy. It's the negative use of our imagination. It's fantasizing about the negative. And, you know, my, my maternal grandmother was a worrier. And it was because, as I could see it, it was because she was raised in tough times. When she was a kid, she had uh, a father who was uh, alternately a raging alcoholic and then sober. And so the family's fortunes uh, totally depended on his sobriety, which came and went and came and went. And they they would go from being comfortable my uh, great-grandfather was the manager of logging camps and so my grandmother grew up in these environments where there were lots of men and lots of drinking and things going on and um, my grandmother was a very um, she was a total teetotaler and my great-grandmother rather was a total teetotaler and kind of the opposite of her husband, and uh, isn't that how many times it is that opposites attract so that together they can heal the wounds and find balance. So sometimes we reject our opposites and sometimes we're attracted by them depending on our emotional states. So anyway, uh, my grandmother grew up in uh, a lot of flux, a lot of changing uh, things, and there was a tremendous amount of dysfunction. And so uh, then, of course, she was a child of the Depression, World War II, uh, coming along right after World War I. All of these things contributed to create, in her mind, um, lots of, fantasizing about negativity and she used to, she and I had a great correspondence um, because she died when I was about 30 years old somewhere around there and um, so I I knew her for a lot of my life and we had a lot of correspondence particularly back before computers were invented and even in the first she never had an email, she died before email was invented so (coughs) she would write me these letters and she would say, I just worry, I just hope something terrible doesn't happen to you. I just hope something terrible doesn't happen to you. Now, first of all, hope, what is hope? Hope is not faith, right? Hope is, it's wishing, it's not knowing, right? So I'm hoping something terrible won't happen to you so it's kind of like dreaming wishing that it won't happen so i used to think well how does she do that she hopes something terrible doesn't happen to me so is she imagining something terrible happening to me and then drawing a circle and a line through it you know like she's imagining me being attacked and then she's saying i hope that doesn't happen you know i kind of think she was to some degree and so, time for me to have a little sip of my tea here, my morning tea, and I would say to her, I called her Muzz. that was her nickname, Maz, I said, Muzz, how about instead praying something wonderful does happen to me, how about that? And she would kind of laugh, but think of yourself, is there any place in your life where you're you're hoping something bad doesn't happen? And are you a worrier? So worry is the negative use of your imagination. So in other words, you don't have to use your imagination in that way. If you're a warrior, this is something that you can actually heal and let go of. But many people who grew up in families of warriors where situations were tenuous, there is the feeling that uh, worry is not something that uh, is under their control. It's not something that they can stop. It's something that is a response to what's going on but it's not it's a reaction so we can turn that habit around here's how you begin I'm just going to start off right here here's how you begin turning that habit of worry around as soon as you notice that you're worrying you'll probably recognize it because you feel uncomfortable right when you feel worried you feel agitated you feel anxious right and so when you feel that That distress in your physical body, in your emotional body, stop. Place your hand on your heart like we do at the beginning of the show. Take that breath of love and gratitude. And count your blessings. Just count even one of them. I'm so grateful I can take this breath. I'm so grateful that I remembered to stop and place my hand on my heart and take a breath. And invoke the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful that I am retraining my mind to remember my divinity and the divinity of all life. I'm so grateful. And then take those deep breaths with your hand on your heart. Now the good news is you can do this even when you're in traffic. You can do this when you're standing online at the bank. Maybe anxious about whether or not you bounced a check. You can do this when you are at work. No one will even know. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to make a big fanfare around it. So day by day, you can break that habit of going into worry. As soon as you notice there's some distress... Do the practice. So, here's one thing that will help you remember to do the practice. Find a symbol and put it where you can see it all the time. So, for me, the symbol is the heart, right? I, and I have multiple symbols. So, I love the symbol of Kuan Yin. Kuan Yin is the Buddhist goddess of compassion, Right. I love the symbol of Buddha. I love the symbol of, of Jesus. I love the symbol of Mother Mary. I love that heart symbol. And so there are many different symbols that can represent to you the breaking of the habit. And so you you put them around you. You can put little cards in your wallet. You can put I have um Magnets, heart magnets with my prayer line on them and um, things like that. Um, You can put them around your workspace, in your desk, in your purse, in your wallet, like I said. You can put them around your home and your office. You can even put them in your car. and Everywhere you go then on a subconscious level, You're reminding yourself to break that habit of worry and to instead choose love. Love is the healer. When you're focused on love and you're in your loving heart, then you cannot be worried. When you're partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit, you cannot be worried. You can't do the two things at the same time. So that's how we break it. We train ourselves to do the other thing. And you know what? It's just like getting in shape for um, in an exercise program. It's just like learning to pray. So there there may have been a time in your life when you didn't have daily prayers, but now you do. Maybe you have the habit of calling uh, Silent Unity or calling my daily prayers. Line that i record every day and what i i suggest to people who sign up for my daily spiritual espresso at jennifer when you see that email in your inbox even if you don't click and read the inspiration click and pray even if you don't do that just when you see my name just when you see it in your inbox right then you take a breath a holy breath and be grateful that you can change your mind and focus on love. Because it's your daily moment-by-moment moment practice that changes your life. It's not my practice. The crows are having a field day this morning. There's some kind of big crow conference outside my window. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, yesterday, I had a little hummingbird dance that was amazing outside my kitchen window. I mean, they were literally dancing in the air right outside my window. Birds are amazing reminders to go within. And and uh, sometimes even you can trigger, and I do this, when you hear the sound of a bird outside your window, that that's the call to place your hand on your heart and to remember that everything is working together for your good. That's what it says in A Course of Miracles. It's always true, and it's up to us to affirm it and remember it. So this is what we're learning to do and we're doing it together and i so appreciate that so it's time for me to take a little break i'm jennifer Hadley and you're listening to a course in miracles and we are absolutely walking the talk and living the love on unity online radio today
1: He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way-shower, a mythical hero? In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepherd explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Community Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there and we hope you join us too as we celebrate 5 years of spiritual programming at unity online radio for more information go to www.unity.fm/cruise Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the
0: Talk. So we're back, and we're dispelling the habit of worry. We're breaking it and then replacing it. So I'd like to say something here. I offer a seven-week class. It's called Finding Freedom. I call it my spiritual boot camp class. And the reason that I offer this class is because I, a number of years ago, I made a commitment to myself, and I decided to walk my talk and live the love 100% 100% of the time, to the best of my ability, I decided not to give myself any wiggle room anymore. Now, that was uh, a big decision for me, and I had been studying spiritual principle, and I was already a minister and a practitioner when I made that decision. But I, I didn't feel like I was a really pristine spiritual practitioner. And I knew that I could not be happy unless I really gave myself over to the full and total practice of what I knew to be the truth. I needed to stop giving myself permission to be uh, judgmental, to be unkind, to be intolerant, to be unloving, to be impatient. I needed to stop giving myself permission to act in a way that was energizing fear and separation. I needed to stop giving myself permission to think the thoughts of lack and attack. I needed to get disciplined. And so I made a commitment to do that. I made that my number one priority and focus for a number of years. And what happened was my spiritual practice exploded and it became my whole life. And I was given, through divine inspiration, tools and techniques of how to dismantle the judging mind, the ego mind, and it worked right along. I was studying A Course in Miracles at the time, and I felt completely and divinely guided by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, by this group of angels and beings around me, and the tools and techniques they gave me worked every time. And I began to experience amazing healing <laughs> and a deep and profound sense of freedom and joy. I began to be able to really walk the talk and live the love. And it became my greatest joy, it became the, the thing that I had always, always desired but never thought that I could actually attain in this lifetime, it began to unfold for me, this clear awareness of the truth. And so, um, m- my teacher said to me, you have found a roadmap, and it's time for you to share it. So, I started offering a class, it was initially called Family Freedom, and it was a 3 month class and then after offering it that first time I realized that for many people that was too big a commitment of time and that and so now it's a 7 week class and it's very concentrated and people have had extraordinary success with this class and what they have found is taking it and then repeating it several times they've been able to retrain their mind and apply these Lessons of A Course in Miracles in a group with uh, the group commitment. And it all happens online and on the phone. And you can ask me questions. And we do the healing together. And I have a money-back guarantee on the class. And so I invite you, if you'd like to take this class, we start August 1st. Usually people enroll uh for the first couple of weeks and then they catch up as they will. People from all over the world take the class, so it doesn't matter whether you can listen to the class at the time that it's uh, offered on the phone or online, you can get all the videos and all the recordings and all the transcripts and work with them at your pace. Some people take 12 weeks to do it, even though I offer it in seven weeks. So it's, it's up to you how you'd like to work with it. I've, I will give you any kind of payment plan that can work for you to take the class. So what I try to do is remove any obstacle in your mind to doing the work that you know you need to do. And I, I, in the class I offer Everything that I can think of to support you in becoming disciplined because it's really, you know, uh, a divine discipline. That's what Martin Luther King Jr. called it. And look, look what it did for him. And really and truly, we all, in order to have a healing, we must walk the same road of deciding to partner up and to follow divine guidance, and to value being loving more more than anything else. So this class, Finding Freedom, supports you in that. And uh, I'm going to be answering all questions about the class and also talking about how to get from a place of the worried mind to the place of happiness Uh, on uh, this Saturday And I'll record that call. You can ask me questions in that call. So all of that's at jenniferhadley.com on the Finding Freedom page. Now, we are recognizing that worry is a habit and it's a fantasy of things not going well. One of the things you've probably, if you've been listening to this show for a while or listening to the, any of the other free stuff that I offer at iTunes that you can download and get every day, if you've been listening uh, in, a, in a class with me for a while, then you recognize that when you choose thoughts of lack and attack, spiritual law, the law of cause and effect requires that there be an effect from that cause. So every single time that you think a disparaging thought about yourself or anyone else, it's going to create the effect of you feeling worried and afraid and anxious. It's going to create the effect of you feeling worried and afraid and anxious. And the reason is, is because there is nothing more... Upsetting to us on a spiritual level, then when we choose, actively choose thoughts of lack, limitation, and attack, because that's how our perception of separation is held in place. So if we're an active spiritual student and we're reading lots of books and we're taking lots of classes and we're going to church all the time and praying all the time, but we still give ourselves permission to think thoughts of lack and limitation and attack, then we're going to feel worried and afraid. And we want to be grateful for that. I always say we want to be grateful for that because that is the thing that drives us to stop, right? It's the pain and the suffering that drives us to think there must be a better way. So Course of Miracles, it, it really started with that thought, there must be a better way, right? Bill Thetford and Helen Shookman were working together and they were miserable. And Bill said to Helen, there must be a better way. And that led her to say, yes, yes, there must be a better way. And they became the two or more who are gathered that brought forth the teachings of Jesus that are compiled in the book A Course in Miracles. So it's up to us to decide that we're going to draw that line in our mind and we're going to recognize, we're going to become spiritually mature enough to recognize that every thought that we think produces form at some level. And so worry is the result, the feeling of worry, the feeling of anxiety, the feeling of fear is the result of thinking limited thoughts. So if you think you don't have, if you think you need to get and you're putting energy into that, then that's a limited thought because everything you need is within you. And this is what the spiritual masters discover, and I can honestly say that I've discovered it too. And it comes forth in the most amazing ways. I remember years ago, I um, sometimes I can get kind of lazy about the <laughs> the things around the house. Um, because I just, I'm sometimes I'm just not focused in the material world in some ways, and I just put off running errands and doing chores and things, and so um, my bathroom sink was stopped up, it wasn't draining properly, and it needed to be snaked, but I was only thinking about it in the morning and in the evening. I didn't think about it much during the day. And I didn't want to call the manager of my apartment complex uh, early in the morning, like 5 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. And I just kept forgetting to make a note to myself and call her during the daytime. But a number of times a day, I would think I need to call my manager and get the plumber to come in and snake the sink. So that went on for like two weeks, believe it or not. And then one day I literally got a message on my answering machine that said, Hi, this is the plumber, and I'm going to come tomorrow at 11 a.m. to snake your bathroom sink. I never picked up the phone. I don't know how they knew, but it happened. And I've had many experiences that are similar to that, where I'm thinking it would be helpful to have a particular thing. It would be helpful to have some money to make a purchase of a new computer, because I use, I need, new computers are really helpful to me. <laughs> um, because I, I do so much on the computer. Or it'd be really helpful to get this, or to have that but not thinking that I need it or even that I want it, but that it would be helpful. And then somebody comes along who is holding in their mind that they will be truly helpful, and they send a tithe check, or they make an offering, or they say, hey, do you need any assistance? Can I help you with anything? And then I say, oh my gosh, what skills do you have? And they have exactly the skills that would be helpful to me in my ministry. So, What I'm saying is, you can still say, I'd like to have this or that. I'd like to have a new car. You know, I I would like to have a new car, but I don't need a new car. I don't want a new car. I'm not in lack. I'm not in limitation. But I'd like to have a new car. I've never had a new car. That would be cool. But it's not something I'm energizing that I'm missing, that I'm needing, that I'm lacking. So, this is how we learn to hold things in our mind without worry, without anxiety. One of the things that's kind of interesting to me, I I love words because I'm a writer and a speaker and I'm always using words and I recognize that in the beginning was the word, right? So, I recognize how powerful our word is and... I notice over and over and over again that when there's going to be an upcoming event that people are excited about and interested in, they will email me or tell me when I see them that they're anxious about some event. Oh, I'm anxious to go to that event. And then I'll ask them, oh, what? what's your worry? And they say, oh, I'm not worried. And I say, saying that you're anxious is the word anxious means that you are worried that you're looking forward into the future with worry that's what anxiety is that's what anxiousness is and so i say oh you're you're eager you're looking forward you're excited and they're like yeah but they're actually saying anxious so You can even just look at these simple ways about how you word things in your life. Do you use that word anxious when you really mean eager or excited? Do you say that you need something or you want something when you don't actually need or want it, but you'd like it? You'd like it. Because if you're energizing need and want, then you're saying that there's a lack, that there's a limit somehow in your life. That God has not already provided to you everything that you need. And for many people, they'll say, oh, I, I, I can't be that precise with my language. I can't pay that much attention. And I just think, now, now, the level of your... Uh, suffering hasn't reached the pitch at which you're willing to pay attention to the fact that every thought produces form at some level you're just not quite there yet but you, you, you'll get there you'll get there and hopefully you'll do it inspired and motivated by the goods you can create in your life rather than releasing the distress and the worry and the pain and the suffering So, we have the ability to choose our thoughts. And this is what we focus on in finding freedom. This is what we focus on in finding freedom. And it's it's beautiful. Yes. (laughs) So, it's amazing how quickly we can transform our mind and have an amazing... Amazing, amazing healing. It's happening right now. We agree to it. We accept it. And we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self in order to get her done. Not relying on our own opinions and judgments anymore, but tapping into and tuning into divine guidance. Well, it's time for me to take a break again. So just a reminder that I'm Jennifer Hadley and the show you're listening to is A Course in Miracles. We are walking the talk and living the love every moment of every day to the best of our ability. And we'll be right back.
1: Pray more and play more at Unity Village. Join like-minded friends for the Unity World Day of Prayer Retreat. Living the Life Divine, Fully Human, Fully Divine, September 9th through 14th, 2012. Explore who you're truly meant to be with presenter Rev. Mary Almwake and soul-stirring music by Devotion. Plus, be at Unity Village, front and centered for Unity World Day of Prayer activities. To register, visit unityvillage.org forward slash prayer or call 1-866-34-UNITY. That's 1-866-34-UNITY. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily, or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap is a program designed just for you here on Unity FM. Unity Minister Rev Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? join us every wednesday at 3 p.m central time 4 p.m eastern for the bible alive exploring your spiritual roadmap with rev ed townley only on unity fm the voice of an awakening world
0: worry and relieving ourselves of the worrying mind the habit of worrying and replacing it with blessings so that's one of the things that I encourage you to do I know for me I, I, I was not so much a worrier I was a judger and uh, for me I, I learned that the judger always feels judged and the attacker always feels attacked and the lover always feels beloved so you can decide which category you want to be in for me I decided to feel beloved I like that a lot so uh, I had to give up the thoughts of lack and attack and uh, and it it's been it's been excruciatingly difficult for me. I, I won't kid you. It's not that it's easy to replace the judging mind with the appreciating mind, the uh, blessed mind. But I I did it thought by thought, one by one, training myself to, as soon as I realized I'd gone into judgment, to say, I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm a creature of love and light, and that is all I'm interested in. I'm interested in being a blessing in This world and all my relationships, I'm interested in receiving the blessings that are mine to receive. I want to point you to Lesson 190, which is entitled, I Choose the Joy of God Instead of Pain. Remember that joy is a spiritual quality that's omnipresent and omnipotent. And uh, we can block it or we can express it, our choice. At the bottom, paragraph 5 on page 361 in my workbook, it says, It is your thoughts alone that cause you pain. Nothing external to your mind can hurt or injure you in any way. Nothing external to your mind can hurt or injure you in any way. There is no cause beyond yourself that can reach down and bring oppression. Wow, are you blaming someone for oppressing you, some organization, your, your family history, your ancestors? No one but yourself affects you. No one but yourself affects you. There is nothing in the world that has the power to make you ill or sad or weak or frail. But it is you who have the power to dominate all things. It is you who have the power to dominate all things you see. By merely recognizing what you are. What you are. Love that. As you perceive the harmlessness in them, they will accept your holy will as theirs. And what was seen as fearful now becomes a source of innocence and holiness. And I have found this to be true. Pain is a wrong perspective. That's the first thing it says in Lesson 190. Pain is a wrong perspective. So if you are feeling physical, emotional, and mental pain, begin to tell yourself, I could choose the peace of God instead of this. I could choose the joy of God instead of pain. Pain is a wrong perspective. And then... Invoke the higher Holy Spirit self. Invoke Jesus, our elder brother, to assist you in seeing and knowing and feeling clearly. Your little willingness is all that's required. Many people choose to spend a majority of their life suffering. It's a huge investment. Remember, Course in Miracles tells us that the Course is designed to help us save time so that we can offload all the years of suffering that are necessary for us to wake up if we refuse to wake up. At any moment, we can decide to awaken in the dream. We really, really can. So it takes valuing the thoughts of God versus our own opinions and judgments, our perspective, our point of view. And no one can do this for us. No one. It's really, it's an inside job. So this is why I say all the time, put down the books, even put down A Course in Miracles. If you're reading the book, Without applying it, put the book down and just pick one thing to apply. Just pick one thing to apply. And to me, that one thing that is so helpful is really love holds no grievances. Love holds no grievances. Love holds no thoughts of lack and attack and limitation. So that's where I hold my feet to the holy fire of God's love. And that holy fire of God's love can burn away every thought that I cherish that's not true. If I'm willing to offer the thoughts for healing, to offer the thoughts to that holy fire of God's love. I like to have imagery. It helps me. Um... I'm actually more of a feeling person than a visual person, but um, in many ways, I'm a slow learner, and so I need all the tools I can have. So I'm inviting you to get some some symbols around you that remind you to make the holy offering of the thoughts of lack and attack, worry, blame, shame, regret, resentment, thoughts of revenge that you've been cherishing as soon as you recognize that you're thinking them. And again, the the tip-off that you're thinking limited thoughts is that you feel upset in the physical body. So... It says here in Lesson 190, pain is a wrong perspective. When it is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. When it is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. So when you feel any kind of upset, it is a proof of self-deception. No one but yourself affects you. There's nothing in the world that has the power to make you ill or sad or weak or frail. But it is you who have the power to dominate all things you see by merely recognizing what you are. You are the love of God. If you choose to think of yourself as something less than the love of God, the life of God, the light of God. Like I like to say, I am a creature of love and light and that's all I'm interested in. I'm only interested in that which I am. I am that I am, and that's all I'm interested in. So what I'm also inviting you to consider is how can you support yourself in remembering to remember? One of the things that I offer, as you know, I already talked about it, is the daily email and the daily prayer. So you can program in your phone that speed dial number, and you can program uh, a reminder in your phone to call the prayer line, uh, to let it be the focus of your day, first thing in the morning. Many people tell me they do this, that before they get out of bed, they hit that speed dial and they listen to the prayer. When they get in bed at night, the last thing they do is listen to that prayer so it's whatever works for you i'm offering these things totally free for you to support you in disciplining your mind and i suggest to people call on a lunch break every time you feel a little bit disturbed call even if you don't have the three or four minutes to listen to the whole prayer just listen to the first 30 seconds put your hand on your heart so there's always a way to to tune in. You can listen on, on the uh, computer, right? So many ways that we can use technology to support us in disciplining our mind to keep our focus and attention on that which is true. The truth sets us free. The truth is liberating. So we can choose to focus on the truth, or we can fantasize that things aren't going well. We can use our imagination in a negative way. When we, as Ernest Holmes says, we go into worry, which is the negative use of our faith, it's the negative use of our imagination, we're placing our faith, In a second power, right? We're placing our faith in something other than God. That's what we're doing when we're worrying. You're placing your faith in something other than God. Something temporal of this world. Something time-based. If you're placing your faith in something of this world, like your own opinion and judgment, like what other people are doing, rather than in the love of God, of course you're going to feel afraid because you're in charge of what you choose to put your faith in. If you put your faith in, things are going to go bad. Things are going to go wrong or they might go bad. They might go wrong. I might not be divinely guided and protected. It might not be that all things work together for my good. It might not be that the kingdom of God is already pre-installed within me. It might not be that I am one with the one. If you think these thoughts, or it might not be that that one is one with the one. It might not be that my boss is the love of God made visible in my life. You see, all the people who challenge us are assisting us with training our mind to be stayed on thee, to be stayed on God. If we fail, and they push our buttons, and we go into thoughts of lack and attack, and then we blame them for the upset, we've missed our divine opportunity to choose love and have a healing. Do you see how simple it is in every moment? This is why I offer the Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp, to help us focus and change our minds. And of course, you don't need me or my class. You can do this all by yourself, and that's part of why I offer the radio show and the daily prayers, the daily emails, all these things to support you. In choosing love, and we do it together because we're the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence. And let us place our hand on our heart and bless us on our way. So we're giving thanks right now to everyone who's ever pushed a button. They didn't install the button. Uh uh. (laughs) We did. It's our perspective, and we're shifting our perspective. We're shifting our point of view, and we're aligning with the divine right now. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit, and we're willing to see the truth and know the truth and set ourselves free from the thoughts of lack and limitation. We're remembering that in truth we are already free. This is our divine nature, and we give thanks for it. We take these blessings with us into every moment, every conversation, every activity of our life, and we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great week, and don't forget to sign up for my free call at jenniferhadley.com on the Finding Freedom page. I love you.
1: Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. The Unity message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the Messengers of Unity.
0: We salute the Messengers of Unity The voices of the one voice
1: of all Song at a time. Tune in to Pazapalooza, music that matters, with host Richard McDeesey to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world, one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Cattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.